Support for this podcast comes from Minuteman Press to Pair. Minuteman Press to Pair is your preferred print and marketing service provider, helping certain PATH members grow their business since 2001. Through their knowledge and experience with certain PATH programs, you'll receive a fast turnaround and satisfaction guaranteed on price guides, inspection forms, club materials, and much more. In addition to specializing in certain PATH proprietary tools, Minuteman Press to Pair also provides custom design services as well as templates to help you market your residential business. Like you, they're committed to your success. Minuteman Press to Pair is the only Minuteman location affiliated with a certain PATH partner network, providing member rebates and discounts. Contact Denise today for more information at 877-203-4769. Welcome to The Successful Contractor, powered by CertainPath, formerly Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. As a reminder, all episodes of The Successful Contractor are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. And for more information on how CertainPath can put your contracting company on a certain path to success, visit our new site, www.mycertainpath.com, or give us a call at 866-299-8505. Today's show is another Certain Path member discussion. These are interactive, live programs where I interview Certain Path members on a particular topic. The topic of this call, the new generation in contract, stepping into a family business, earning trust, motivating young workers, and more. I'll let my guests introduce themselves in a moment. I hope you enjoy the show and take away a nugget or two. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another Certain Path member discussion. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Certain PATH member discussions are your opportunities to hear from members like you explain what they're doing to be successful. Think of it as a little slice of Expo coming to you through your computer or phone every month. Speaking of which, Expo, it was great to see so many of you at our last Expo at the Gaylord in Denver. Uh, if you haven't heard, put it on your calendar now. Your spring Expo will be at the Gaylord in Washington, D.C., March 9th through the 11th. We'll let you know as additional details as they come about. Uh, I think it's the first time we've ever been in D.C. in our 20-some-odd years, so I'm definitely excited. I hope you guys can make it. Uh, today's topic is one that intrigues a lot of business owners within our Certain Path family, and it pertains to this idea of the new generation coming into contract. And today we have two great panelists that will talk about stepping into their established family businesses as the next generation, how they earn their team's trust. Uh, and we'll talk about what motivates young millennials and Generation Z people, plus a bunch more. Uh, before I introduce them in just a second, uh, as a reminder, as we talk about today's topic, if you have a question, please write it in the box at the bottom of your screen. The last 10 minutes or so in the hour, I'll ask our panelists those questions. So without further ado, here are our panelists. Uh, first, Mr. R.J. Romero of Metro Flow Plumbing in Dallas, Texas. R.J., go ahead and flip that camera on for me, buddy. Hey. All right. Hey, R.J., thanks for making time for us. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. No problem. All right. And our next panelist is Mr. Gavin Urban of WireNut Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Gavin, can you turn that camera on for me, buddy? Hey, there we hey. go. Cook We're cooking with gas. Gavin, thanks for making time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. All right. We're going to just go ahead and dig into the subject matter. Um, RJ, we'll start with you. Just some light background information on the family business itself. So, who started it and when, and what services do you guys provide? Definitely. So my dad started it 33 years ago. Um, 
uh, started ground up, uh, moved from Las Cruces, New Mexico to Dallas, chased my mom down here. Uh, <laughs> he, he worked for a AC plumbing company. Um, and then they were going to shy away from plumbing. So he was like, Hey, I'll take that plumbing over. And he started his own deal. Uh, it's been going strong since I am a fourth generation plumber. So that's fantastic. Yes, and, and, and what's uh, Metro flow going to do this year in terms of revenue? Where do you project sales by the end of 22? We're shooting for 4 million. It's so great. yes, sir. We're shooting for 4 million. It's uh super it's all, all plumbing, drain cleaning and, and that. Yep. So it's, that's yeah, it. Drain cleaning, lining and lining. plumbing. That's yep. great. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. Uh, Gavin, same kind of line of questioning to you. Uh, who started Wire Nut and when, and, and what all services do you guys provide these days? Uh, so Wire Nut started in 2004 uh, by my uncle and grandpa. Kind of, my dad was a mix in there as well. But yep. uh, my dad was wor working for Urban Electric still, which was my grandpa's company. It was an electrical uh, contracting company, and then we opened Wire Nut as the residential side. Uh, my dad took over for my, uh, bought my uncle out years later um so now he's just the sole owner of it right. um i came in about three years ago full-time i worked before that in the summers uh just out in the yard helping out with fleet maintenance stocking bands that sort of thing yeah um but yeah now we've grown since uh 2004 we were only doing electrical and now we're doing everything from electrical to hvac to plumbing and now sewer and drains as well yeah. What, what do you guys think you'll you'll finish out 22 at? You guys are good size. Uh, we're business. gonna we're on pace for close to 20 million. That's fantastic. That's great. That's great. Well, I've I've known both your families a long time and it's great people and I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, all right. Well, Gavin, let's go ahead. You, let's let me go through the follow up question. You you talked about your early experiences in the family business. Uh, did you do a lot of uh, ride alongs with Trent back then, or I guess if the business had kind of gotten a little more established, maybe he might've been out of the truck by the time you're getting older. What are your, your yeah. earliest memories? Uh, yeah, so growing up when I was younger, he was still out in the field doing service calls and whatnot. Okay. So, um, and I even remember when he was still doing construction jobs. But okay. uh, by the time I was probably old enough to go on a ride along, he was mostly in the office. So yeah. my experience with the trades was just working on things at home. So he would teach me electrical things from switching out outlets, putting in lights, ceiling fans, that sort of thing. So yeah. I gained experience through that. And then last year I actually decided I wanted to step away from the office for a little bit. And I spent the summer um, riding along with HVAC installers because I wanted to learn that side of the business. Yeah. So yeah. I spent the whole summer doing installs, uh, which That's was cool. It was very fun and I learned a lot from it. So it, it's helped out. That's interesting. Now, are you technically adept? Is it stuff something that comes easily to you, or do you have, like me, I have two left hands and, and can't use either one of them. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I think the first few times it was kind of a big learning curve, but after yeah. after about a week, I was like, all right, I got the hang of this. This is that's cool. Pretty easy. I mean, of course, there's things that'll come up that are difficult, and you're gonna need help, but yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's great. Now, RJ, same same kind of line of question to you. Uh, what what are your earliest memories in the family business? Uh, were you running around the office? Did you help uh, Rick out on calls, or what? What do you what do you recall? Yeah. Um, so just when I was little, just always running around the office, uh, running on jobs with my dad if I needed to, and then just uh, getting older enough, I would start ride-alongs. You know, he would just I'd be an apprentice for one of the guys and 
start learning the trade and kind of go from there. And then high school, I was uh, sports. So, you know, during break summer, yeah. I would come work um, and then uh, went to college. So obviously I couldn't work. I would work during the breaks, like Christmas break, Thanksgiving, whatever summer. Came back, graduated college, and then started running Apprentice still, and then finally got my license, and then just went from there. So, yeah. So let me follow up on that. Uh, I, yeah, and you both went to college, and and I, I RG, what I remember, I, I remember I visited your dad, your mom and dad's shop, and either your dad and I were going to lunch or something, and he was talking about you. I think you were a freshman at Oklahoma State at the time. He didn't yes, think you were gonna you were gonna come back into the family business, but what what else did you think you might pursue when you were going to college? Did, did you know, or are you just going to go to college and figure it out? I knew, I yeah. knew. I was, I was so frustrated and mad at my parents for making me go to college because I wanted to be a plumber really? right oh, out of okay. college. Okay. And, uh, my mom insisted. She goes, "You need to get a degree. You need to get a degree." I was like, "Whatever, fine." Had fun. Had a lot of fun in college. Uh, <laughs> got what she wanted, and yeah. So here's my new though. Okay, you question. did. All right, that's okay. good. That's good. Gavin, how about you? Did you? I mean, you're 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 serving a marketing function. I know now, and 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 you've you've spent time in a lot of different departments. But when you went to college, did you expect that you'd ultimately uh, end up in the trades, or did you think you were going to pursue something else? Um, at first, no. I left and I went to study finance originally, and then took a few classes, and it was a lot of numbers, and realized I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> that's but then, yeah. So then uh decided to switch to marketing and then I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do after that. I knew yep. marketing is pretty interesting to me and I enjoyed it. Um about two or three years into college I started um working part-time again uh at, at the company. And so yep. I was still doing some helping out with some fleet stuff, but then I was kind of dipping into marketing a little bit more and I yep. realized I enjoyed it. And then what kind of brought me back to wanting to come full-time and working back in this company was uh expo two years ago the one in san antonio um oh, i was brought along to that and there was a lot of classes there where i was like wow there's there's a big future in this where i could i could see myself being so that's exciting so it was okay yeah. that's pretty cool very very cool um so R and rj you said you always knew you wanted in what, what was the attraction just you you saw how, how well your mom and dad were doing or or you just saw the opportunity, or what do you think? It's in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Four <laughs> generations, right? Yeah. And yeah, check I it just, out. Just seeing my dad, you know, succeed and work so hard and everything, and just like, man, this is it. Like, I know I can make a good living off of it, be comfortable, you know. So loved it. Loved getting to interact with different people every day. You just, yeah. you never know when you knock on that front door what kind of person you're gonna deal with. And I love right. that about it, just seeing the different emotions, the different characters and people when you knock on that door and pretty much going to help them. Granted, they have to pay money, but you're there to help initially. So that's the fun. No, that's true. That is a neat. It's a neat industry in that regard. You are helping people. That is definitely. Mm -hmm. definitely. Um, what did what did your folks think when you said, OK, you went to school and you go, OK, I still want to come back. What was their initial reaction? My dad said, if you want to do it, let's do it. You know, OK, so I told him, I was he like, didn't push you. he didn't push you away from it. Yeah, I was like, hey, you got open and I'm ready, you know, yeah. so got me in there and went after it. Yeah, did, did now did you, did you, you know, because again, there's still this, this stigma around the trades, like it's a, it's a fallback option, it's not a first option. So 
did did your friends give you any trouble about wanting to be a, a plumber or did they just say hey it's a family business and i get it yeah all my friends knew they knew my dad owned a plumbing company so uh-huh. they're supportive they knew that's cool um, yeah very good Kevin, how about same same to you i mean i know wirenet had been getting bigger and and established in, in you know your your community but did, did people go hey why don't you go work in a fortune 500 company and you know where uh thousand dollar suit every day kind of thing or or you just you know they said hey i get it um <clears throat> no i mean i actually brought in a lot of friends during the summer to come just help out because they were all looking for part-time jobs anyways um yeah. so we did come help out in the yard and all that um the only one that was really kind of pushing me away from the company and trying to like branch out a little bit more funny enough was my dad he uh yeah he he wasn't big on bringing me in right away he uh he he wasn't against it it was more of just there's more out there if you want it um but then when i decided i wanted to come back full-time he's like all right that's fine just you got to put in the work so yeah very good very good yeah let's go ahead and speak about that so uh so you you know what is your before we dig in let's let's start over what 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 is your role specifically today let everybody know uh i do i'm head of marketing now so very good. And uh, what what's your marketing budget like these days for that your company? Uh, it's ten percent of our revenue. Right. Very good. Hit that that number that we over the KPI we talk about. What are you What are you guys spending most mostly on? Is it a mix of traditional and obviously the tons uh, of online? Yep. Majority is uh, TV. Um, second would be uh, internet, so Google things like that, and then direct mail. Mm-hmm. Now now since you've taken over, now how long have you taken over that function? Directing, director of marketing. Uh, it's probably been about a year now. A year now. What are yeah. what are some some of the things that that you've had to implement or opportunities you saw that maybe weren't being followed through on in, in your short time in that in that function? Um, you know, probably just like quick response to vendors, uh, making sure we're not leaving them hanging so that they can get us what we need. And so. One of the things we did this year was actually partner with an ad agency to kind of handle a lot of our TV stuff. And yeah. it's been their local agency here and it's been great. It yeah. it costs a little bit more, but in the long run, it's helped us a ton. So that's good. Yeah. You, you know, when you do TV, it's really, you got to have the production value. Otherwise you look like a huckster. So <laughs> exactly. It makes a big difference. So very good. Very good. Thank you, sir. Uh, RJ, share with everyone what's what's your role in the business today. I know you're in the field a lot. Uh, maybe just kind of break it down for everybody. Yeah, so uh, just been in the field most part. Uh, lead tech, I guess you'd say. So I'm just here to still running calls, basically looking at more bigger jobs. Um, yeah. And then guys need help. I'm running. Uh, just seeing if they need help. They call me. Any questions? Uh, been starting to get in the office now. Uh, learning this uh, inventory is the most headache, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just learning the inventory, and then um, they're slowly working me in the office just to obviously learn the learn the business side. So yeah, now you sell uh, most of the relining and, and those types of jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So and then, and I think your dad was also telling me at Expo, you are, uh, I guess, as lead tech, it makes sense. You're doing a lot of the uh, onboarding with newer technicians that are riding along with you and learning like that. And he, mm-hmm. he says you, you're very particular in, in when guys are ready. And, and you know, I, I, I thought that was pretty admirable. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a process. You know, uh, it's, it's, I've noticed 
you know, they'll hire on, uh, no offense, just older guys. So yeah. they're kind of stuck in their old ways. Uh, and you try to teach them our path on how we want things done, the process. Yeah. So that was real hard, um, especially because me being 34 and yeah. then there's a guy that's 45, 40, and you're trying to train him when it's usually, you know, the other way around. Um, that's That was the hard part. So we started uh, hiring green guys. Okay. Young green guys. And that's just, that's been awesome because they they have no, they don't they have no bad habits. So yeah. you're, you're teaching them the Metroflow process, how we kind of want things done, iPad, talking to the customer, the book. So it's real, it's been a lot more easier that way. So do you, do you guys not hire really any experienced techs anymore? You mostly get people that are new to the industry? Yeah. I mean, they'll come, the licensed guys, they'll come in. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those things. Of course, we background check, drug test. <laughs> well, so, yeah, then uh, kind of they go by the wayside. Yeah. Right. So, but it's mostly been young guys just training them up. So. And, and what's your your licensing requirements are, are pretty strict in, in Texas, right? Yeah. Remind me, it's how many hours or how many years? So you got to be an apprentice for two years. Yeah. Um, and then you can go test, and then tradesman for two years. Then you can go test for your journeyman. And I believe it's four years as your journeyman, um, and then you can go test for your master's. So it's a commitment. It's not like a lot of states where you can work under, say, Rick's license or your license or anything. Right, right. So, so you guys, so you just, hey, we're going to be patient. We're going to have a bunch of apprentices or you know junior technicians, and because we know in the long run it's a lot more. That's 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 who our better technicians are. It is. It is Most worth the sacrifice. That's mm -hmm. interesting, but that's that's where we are today. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'm gonna switch over our questions a little bit. You know, you talked about, and I thought this was fascinating that you decided what was it last summer you were gonna get in the field and and learn install. Um, before that, what are what are some other ways or things you might have done when you first started with wire nut in an official capacity that you did to kind of learn the other elements of the business? I know you'd certainly worked in it in summers and stuff like that but now that this is your your devote you know you're dedicating your life to it what were there certain things that trent had you do to to kind of get you up to speed in other departments as well um mostly learning uh there's a lot of the inventory process that rj brought up as well so learning a lot of those little intricate parts electrical has a ton of them so learning all of those what they do and then getting involved in the uh uh, conversations with all, all of our parts vendors. So getting to know them, uh, seeing how that operates, getting parts and things ordered, things like that. So yeah. just seeing that side of the business as well. So I can understand that how that works when a job is sold and how parts are ordered. So, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe, uh, so inventory, any other departments you maybe spent time with, I mean, you sit in with call center or, or the management team or what, what in those early uh, days you recall? yeah uh so call center a little bit like their their little area used to be just right outside our office we had to move them off site because we're pretty constrained size-wise in our building but um yeah kind of visiting with them and then visiting uh just hanging out with a lot of the managers and stuff uh my dad's kind of kept me involved with a lot of that just to gain knowledge in the management leadership side so i've been involved like yesterday we were doing a big budgeting meeting seeing what we can do for next year oh, yeah. so just 
getting those relationships built and having that trust built within the leadership team has been huge. Do you, does your, your dad or, or anyone of the senior leadership at Wire and Delete, do you have any other you know, training goals or things that you want to continue to learn and develop or things you understand you need to further understand as, as you grow up in the business? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've met Warren or not. He was the one that was in charge of marketing before. Uh, he still helps out here and there. He's in charge kind of above me still, so I have to report yeah. back to him. But um, anytime we're doing a vendor negotiation, he's still in the room there with me. So having that uh, knowledge from him and being able to pick his brain about vendor negotiations, what we need to do if our cost per lead is not where we want it, um, gaining knowledge from him on how to negotiate those kinds of things. That's great. That's fantastic. RJ, with you, you know, we, we talked about you're, you're starting to get drug into the, the oh-so-fun part of the business and inventory. Uh, mm -hmm. But let's backtrack a little bit. What what are some other things when you came back in the business? I mean, you didn't start off right away as lead tech, right? I mean, no. I'm sure you had, you had to earn your chops like everybody else knowing your dad. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, I was, uh, right when I came back from college, uh, I was on the install crew. Okay. Uh, I was installing, I was under houses, tunnels, attics, just learning, learning yeah. how everything falls downhill. So <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to make sure you're really interested in this. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's, that's what I was started out at, uh, just, uh, with the installer, uh -huh. just learning, learning the fittings, the material, all that stuff. So, yeah. How long did it take you to finally get to the lead tech position? Did it happen relatively quickly that you, you earned your chops? Um, or? Um, I'm going to say over 10 years, just that right. putting the time in. Yeah. Cause there's obviously there was, there's more people ahead of me. So sure. you've met Daryl. He's our operator. Oh, yeah. oh, so he sure. was the lead tech. He was the lead tech for a while. Yeah. Um, so he was the one he's taught me everything, pretty much everything, him and a few other guys and he's ops now. So I'm lead tech, but it, you know, it took a while. Right. Uh, to do all that so sure yes. so you're learning the inventory part what does that look like like are you just coming you said you're kind of splitting a little more time in the office what talk about those office ex experiences again there's a lot of people watching this or will watch or listen to this they'll go i got a a son that's a lead tech and I, you know i want him to understand the, the office side so what is your experience like stay in the field <laughs> no i'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no it's uh Man, it's it's a headache. It's a nightmare. Um, especially we got we got we got eight trucks. So just keeping up with every single truck, making sure they're all staying the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're coming in in the mornings trying to get stuff, and I'm just like, no. Did you put it on your iPad? You know, just trying to get them in the rotation so I can stock them every twice a week. Okay. Um, you know, the process is it's tough. Uh, then when you order material, you got to put it in the computer, the invoicing, all that stuff. So it's a, it's been a headache for sure. So is your, is your, is your materials percentage where it needs to be or, or is this a struggle right now? Um, that's a good question. Um, I really don't know that one yet. So yeah. we're getting <laughs> there. Still, it's part of, yeah. Yeah. I'm still learning the, uh, reminding myself that the class I took in college, the, the computer class on all the you know all where all the like numbers are all, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so just entering stuff in you know but the numbers part uh i'm not sure on that yet yeah you're not there yet well, that's all right that's all right what what have you done with the team i mean how do you remind the guys to be better about 
doing stuff like that. You can't beat them over the head, right? Because then all of a sudden, right. you know, it's you got to like, kind of side with them. Yeah, it's just like, because, um, you know, we have uh, Haley's art. She was our inventory girl. And, you know, she would always let them in, let them in, let them in. And I'm just like, all right, I'm putting a stop to that. And I blame it on myself uh, just because I was doing it. I was like, hey, Haley, I need to get this. Hey, Haley, I need to get that. You know, so blame it on myself. And it's where just like, hey, guys, look, uh, when you quit doing this, you know, cause like you said, you can't just bang them on the head over it because that's not, right. you know, but obviously when it gets real repetitive, it's just like, dude, what's going to take, you know, do I need to start reminding you on the job, put your parts in that type deal before yep. you have to hit them on the head. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this constant conversation. Sure. Right. Um, you, both, you, bo you both are in, in, you know, it's the great circumstances, but they also can be challenging in the fact that people, all eyes are on you too. I mean, you guys are the owner's sons, right? So uh, RJ, let's start with you. How, how did you earn the respect of, of everyone in the business not that you're not just the kid anymore that hey you know what you're doing you serve a function that that's very real in the business did how, how long did it take what did you do maybe kind of share that with everybody right um man i started when i came back i just i basically told the guys i'm like look i don't want to be labeled as the owner's son i just want to be labeled as a technician or a helper or an employee yeah. you know so i made sure that they knew that and uh, I just kind of just proved myself like just working, work, 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 just not being labeled as, oh, it's the boss's son. You know, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. I didn't want to be labeled like that. So I wanted to earn my stripes, I guess you'd say, um, just yeah. earn, earn the respect, not just get it. Right. Uh, so that's 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 how I how I did it. Um, and then now it's it's been great. You know, we all get along and I go from there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, Gavin, how about you? I mean, in your situation, you you know, you weren't in the field right away. And then like last summer, almost, hey, install guys, I'm going to start riding along with you to learn it. Uh, you know, and then even with the management team, you, you kind of, you're, you're not taking over the marketing function or you're a big contributor in it. How did you kind of uh, earn everyone's respect and kind of uh, let everyone know your own person, not just, the, you know, the boss's son? Uh, same kind of thing. I mean, I, uh, I would do van inspections, check inventory on vans. And so if it's something was out of line, I'd be like, hey guys, like we need to make sure you got the right parts in here. Um, yeah. And that was when I was still way younger even. And so they were probably thinking to themselves, who's this kid telling me, boss's son is just <laughs> out here telling me to put parts in my van. Uh, yeah. But I think the biggest thing was um, gaining respect from the technicians just by doing installs last year. They realized, oh, hey, this, this guy's gonna work. He's, he's not here just to get a free ride or anything like that. So, and then even from office sites, a lot of technicians don't see what's going on in the office. So oh, since taking right. over day-to-day uh, -day stuff for marketing, um, it was a big undertaking just because, I mean, we're a larger company. And so if marketing isn't where it needs to be, then we're gonna have a ton of guys just standing around not working. And so that was a big thing sitting on my head that, all right, I got to make sure this is working. If I'm willing to under willing to take this over, then yeah, I got a lot of people counting on me. So right, right. So was that part of the decision in doing not just to learn the HVAC side, but it was like, hey, I want to show that I'm willing to put in the work and get you know dirty and grimy and all that stuff. Was that was that a big part of that as well? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that's it was. Uh, no. I mean, just to gain that knowledge, just to be able to market things better because you know how it works. So. Right. It helps with that. 
No, that's a really good point. You know, you got to see the wire nut difference, right? And see what makes your installs better than everybody else's. That's a really good point as well. Support for this podcast comes from Zoller. Zoller Pump Company's Aquanaut Fit 508 battery backup system offers an economical option for homeowners in need of dependable protection from basement flooding. The Aquanaut Fit 508 DC sump pump works alongside Zoller submersible or pedestal pumps to provide up to six hours of continuous high-performance pumping when the primary pump either can't keep up or power is interrupted. What really sets the Aquanaut Fit apart from any other system is its free connectivity with the Z-Control Cloud, allowing users to receive alerts and remotely connect to the system to test, silence, and configure. For more information on the Aquanaut Fit and other water and wastewater solutions, visit ZollerPumps.com. Staples. Staples is the leading provider in office supplies, offering a vast selection of products and services. Over the last two years, Staples has also become one of America's largest janitorial suppliers as well. From your everyday business essentials to your office furniture, printing facilities, and break room, Staples can do it all. Staples offers benefits to help create efficiencies in procurement and consolidate vendors to streamline internal processes. Visit www.staplesadvantage.com to learn more. Little shift in topics. Uh, Gavin, we'll start with you. I mean, you're, I think, you're, what's your Gen Z, right? You're your mid 20s, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, what makes up, I, and most of your frontline people, are, they're younger, they're younger people. I think that's right. 20s, yeah, uh, 40s. Yeah, we have a we have quite a few younger people coming in lately. Like we've had a handful of people straight out of high school actually come in. We're interested in training them. So, right now, what do you now those young people that are coming in? I don't know if you get a chance to talk to them or you just you sit in the meeting. What what is you know what is their attraction to the trade? I mean, because a lot of times again we don't we hear people well you know they get you get brainwashed in early age. You got to go to college and do this. That's the only way to make you know earn wealth in this industry. Yeah, obviously accurate. Um, I think people are starting to realize that I think there's been a shift kind of lately. So a lot of people that are working here and a handful of them are actually friends of mine that I've brought in that are working out in the field now. Um, and then also, um, people are just seeing that the cost of college is ridiculous. And a lot of times you aren't getting what you pay for. You go to study one thing and then you end up not even working in that industry at all. And so it's kind of how I felt like I, I, yes, I did study marketing, but I've learned way more working here than I have when I studied it. So it's that trade-off that people are realizing there's, there's a future in the trades and there's a lot of money to be made in it. Absolutely. What do you, uh, and, and again, this, it's hard to make you the, sp- the spokesperson for an entire generation, right? But just, I'd like to see your, your observation. What motivates, because I, and people ask this to us at certain path all the time. We just don't know what motivates younger people, right? So like Gen Z, 20-year-olds, you know, back in the day, it was like guys just work 60 hours, whatever an hour, and they were happy, and we'd give them as many hours. But now it's maybe shifted a little bit where I think people value their, their free time. And what, what do you think? What, what do you think motivates Gen Z and, and younger people today? Um, I would say money is a little bit of it just because yeah. cost of living, especially here in Colorado is ridiculous. Sure. Um, so that is still a factor, but I think the biggest thing anymore is working for a company or a person that's there to make a difference. Yeah. So whether they're getting involved in the community, helping people out, which has been a huge focus for us this year. Um, 
I think people just want to see that what they're doing matters. They're not just another number to be punched in. So, right. No, I think that's, that's very, it's a sharp observation for sure. Um, RJ, how about you? I mean, you know, you're, you're a little older, but still early thirties. Uh, what do you think motivates your, your, I guess, considered a, a late millennial, not quite yes. Gen Z. Yes. Uh, what, what, what do you think motivates people, you know, your age demographic these days? I mean, obviously money's important. That's what brought, I think par- partially what brought you into it, but, but I, I don't know. It just seems like it's a little different than, than the older generation. Yeah. Um, it's just basically what, uh, Gavin was saying, you know, money's part of it, but, uh, what motivates just want like goals. I think goals is the main thing. It's just reaching for what you want in life. Yeah. Um, that way, I mean, that's, that's it. Just reaching for, for what you want, uh, pushing to where you earn it. You work those long hours. So you have that money so you can buy that tool that you want or buy that house. Uh, that's just been my motivation is just working my tail off so I could succeed, be comfortable, you know, is, is that most of the young, the younger folks that you're bringing in today that they're more goal oriented and that they kind of get it at a certain, you know, where I, I mean, I'll be honest, it took, it took me a while to figure out what I really wanted out of life, but you know, right. maybe, maybe later than some, but, but you see that those young people in, in your business, they're goal oriented and they know what they want and they see it as a, a gateway that. Right, exactly. And then like a lot of our guys are close to my age, a little younger, um, you know, they have kids. They have a family, so they they need to work. They want to work because they know they need that money to survive, support their family, that stuff. So, what do you guys do, uh, you know, at MetroFlow to motivate the team to keep them pumped up? Because again, it's, you know, you know better than I do. It's, it's summers in Dallas. It gets hot, man. You know, you're crawling under a house. I mean, it's it can make for some long darn days. So, what do you guys do to keep everyone energized and minded up? Hey, you're we're working towards some, some big goals. Yeah, we just, uh, so we have, uh, here and there, we have competitions, you know, who can sell most diamond clubs in a month. Um, if the guys get a review, I'm going to turn the computer. So we have this wheel right there. Oh, yeah, that's great. And it, has, it has a whole bunch of, uh, like, gift cards to QT, uh, gift card, Amazon. Uh, so every call that they go to, they, we send a review to that customer. Uh, if that customer writes a written review, they get to spend this will on every Wednesday. So that, that motivates them. And obviously there's a lot of spiffs out there uh, just selling other stuff. So that motivates them as well. Um, sure. You guys going to do a big, big Christmas party in a couple months. You guys, is that part of the, what you guys do? Yeah. They just announced it actually this morning in our meeting. So. Oh, is that uh, right? Oh yeah. We're having a Christmas party on the third, December 3rd. Y'all are more than welcome to come. <laughs> we have is a it private the room with bowling alleys and uh, that's cool. stuff to do there. So yeah, it'll be fun. That's fun. And and you guys have now you're all all your guys come into the shop every morning, right? Before mm-hmm. they go out, right? So I think a lot of that is a big part of it. They get to see everyone sees one another. There's that sense of community, sense of team building, yes. right? I think that's important. I think it's huge. Yeah, and we you know we huddle every morning. Uh, yeah. No, we try to. I say we do it every morning. We don't do it every morning. We try to. Um, yeah. so we just get busy. Once you're yeah. busy, 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 got all these calls, trying to get out the door, trying to run all these calls. But uh, just that, just that being together. Hey, how did your day go yesterday? And just learning. Just by being in that huddle, you're just learning 
from stuff out in the field, you know, hey, I had a had a mean customer. I did this, you know, just try to help with that. Learn, just learn yeah. from everything. So. That's great. That's great. Kevin, I was going to ask you as a follow-up, it just kind of hit me. You said you guys are getting a lot more involved in the community, and, and you're right. I mean, I think it, who doesn't want to work for a company that makes a difference, not just in making money, but in the community, and, and it just feels good to be a part of it. So what are some of the things that you guys are championing this year to get out in Colorado Springs? Uh, so we partnered with a local news agency here, and um, every month they run a campaign on their website where – People can go on, nominate their favorite charity. And uh, what the program does is if the meteorologist guesses the weather correctly within three degrees that day, then uh, $30 from us and $30 from that news station get donated to the charity. And that happens every day for the month. So on average, we're donating about 1800 a month to wow. a different charity. Um, and then they air a special segment on the news where uh, we're there with them, and it's kind of just like a little back and forth interview conversation, kind of like what we're doing here, just uh, yeah. talking about what they what they stand for, how we're helping them, what that money's going to, um, so that kind of thing. I would have guessed you never get, have been donated any money, because I mean, what weatherman's ever right? No, I... <laughs> Especially here in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I know you got your weather swings are even more extreme than yeah. in the Midwest. <laughs> um, so who who came up with that idea? Was that a brainchild of yours, or did just the team come up uh, with it? No, it was actually the meteorologist uh, at the local Fox station. Here. Really? He, he came up with the idea and our uh, our news rep came to us and they're like, hey, so we just came up with this idea. You're the first person we're pitching it to. So what do you guys think? And we were like, yeah, of course. That's fantastic. That's cool. um, and how about how about any fun stuff? I know I've met lots of your team members or fun, fun folks outgoing what kind of fun things do you guys do to again keep that camaraderie keep that culture vibrant and, and moving forward yeah we do uh we do monthly uh we will bring a food truck in in the mornings oh, have cool. breakfast for everybody every month uh we do quarterly outings whether it's everyone's invited down to the local lake here we hang out for the day uh we'll yeah. go camping things like that or just spur the moment things like last weekend a uh, bunch of us just went out to a little arcade bar, just hung out there for a while. So, yeah, um, just hanging out, that camaraderie, uh, people just have fun all the time and it creates that uh, I'm overused word culture. But um, everyone here, like you'll see at the end of the day, people are done with their jobs and they'll come in at like four or five o'clock and they're still hanging out for an hour just to talk, do whatever. Same thing in the mornings. We'll huddle. They'll just everyone's just having fun talking about whatever happened the previous day, what they're doing that weekend, anything like that. So that's fantastic. That's good stuff. Very good stuff. All right. The next, uh, my next kind of line of question might be a tough one, and and you share whatever you want to share. But uh, RJ, I'll throw it to you first. How do you how do you see your role changing? You know, with the company, as I'm assuming you want to be there forever, maybe take it over someday. What what have you guys talked about uh, in terms of the future for you and, and Metroflow? Yeah, um, so I'll have enough hours at the end of the year to go test for my master's. Oh, great. Uh, so that's why I've kind of been stepping in the office, just learning this stuff, because uh, Rick needs to go. He needs to go <laughs> enjoy his life. <laughs> no, yeah. He needs to go with my mom and enjoy retirement and just leave it on me and Daryl to take care of all yeah. this. You know, so that's the, that's the, that's the goal. Obviously, right when I get my master's, he's not just going to book it. You know, I, I, got, I still got a lot to learn. So it's it's probably gonna take about another 
two, three years, I'm hoping, you know, just to learn everything inside and out and then uh, just kick them, kick them out the door, say, enjoy it. Do you think your dad can retire? I'm not sure if he can. I know, I know. You need a John McCain. I'm hoping he'll, you know, come every, like, once, twice a week, you know? Yeah. yeah. But door's always open for him. It's his company. Yeah. You need to tell him to quit getting hurt. I feel like every year I talk to him, he fall off a roof or broken ankle. I'm like, what are you doing? I know. (laughs) He just needs to realize he's, yeah, he needs to realize he's close to 65 and he needs to slow down, but. Uh, No, I'm teasing. He's a good guy. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Gavin, how about you? What what do you envision your role changing or growing with the company? Or are you just kind of taking it a year year at a time? Or what do you think? Um, right now, a year at a time a little bit. Um, yeah. We have kind of talked about um, eventually I'm going to get a little bit more involved if we do anything such as acquisitions or things like that, just to sure. kind of help grow the company. Um, not sure what timeline looks like for my dad when he would want to leave this place. He's still, I mean, he's not, he's younger. Um, so he's still got some time. He kind of caught his second wind a few years ago, so he's still going, but even if he does retire, it's not, I don't know that it's going to be a full retirement. If he's anything like my grandpa, he's still going to be involved. He's going to start something else. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, just kind of year at a time take watching as we go. Um, we have a ton of leaders on this team that are there to support me or my dad or whoever it is, uh, with whatever that next step is. So that's great. Now you have what two younger brothers? Yep. Or did I miss two younger brothers? One, one, one's in college, one's in high school, or one's playing football. I yep. know that. Yep. One's uh, yeah, he's still in high school playing football, and then my other brother's up in Golden going to school. So cool. Now, what are what are they? What do you think they're going to be? Are they are they going to come back in the business, or they don't have any kind of desire? To stay? As of right now, I don't think so. Uh, the one in college, he's studying to be an engineer, and he seems pretty okay. set on doing that. So yeah, he's that's perfect for him. That's exactly what he would be doing. Uh, my other brother, he said he wants to go to college somewhere out of state. So he's going to go explore which is awesome for him. He needs that. So that's great. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. I have a a question I was going to throw. This came from, uh, those watching. Um, I have a, an 18 year old son who has shown some kind of interest in the business, but you know, he's not quite sure what, what do you guys recommend uh, how to kind of help him uh, decide if this is, is for him or not. Do you guys have any any suggestions? You know, he's kind of teetering back and forth, it sounds like, between college and, and maybe getting into the trades. Anything you would recommend? Um, Either one of you. Yeah, I'll go. I, I, I would say uh, if he's got the ability to, go on some ride-alongs. See what it's like. Um, see if that fits for you, if that's what you would want to do, if you can envision that full-time for you as a career or even stepping into the office, seeing what that's like. Um, just get a sense of it day to day. Right. Very good. RJ, how about you? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, college is always there. The trade's always there. So it's just a matter of mainly my mom wanted me to go to college, just have a plan B in case yeah. I just didn't, I just didn't want to do plumbing. So I have a degree I can go, you know, there's my plan B. Um, and then if you don't like college, then you can come work, you know, just uh, just follow your instinct, you know, just do what makes you happy. And then I love what Gavin said, do some ride alongs, yeah. get in there, see if you want to get dirty, see if you want to sweat, you know, <laughs> that hard labor work. It pays off, though. 
it definitely pays off. Uh, money's great. Uh, it just takes time, obviously, to get to get that really good money. You know, that great money. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really it. So. I like that both in both your situations, your families didn't push you hard into the industry. Like you weren't forced labor. Like this is what you're going to do. I need to give this to somebody. You know, because we hear that a lot. And so it, it allowed you to come to the realization that this is what I want to do. Like, I think maybe maybe you feel differently if you were forced in this truck. I, I don't know. But I, I think that's a, a, an interesting takeaway just in learning your stories that I, I think people should hear. Um, okay, one maybe one final question. Any, uh, any final advice you might have for the audience, those listening or watching, as it pertains to encouraging or attracting other young people into the industry? Anything you think, you know, it's it's not just advertising, um, you know, X amount an hour, right? Well, what are some things that you think that, you know, members, contractors can do to attract young people into the industry? Any, any thoughts, whether it's marketing or, or how you interview or anything like that? Um, I would just say showcasing your, uh, your team. So going out, having a good time, we'll do that a lot and we'll get tons of questions like, who do you guys work for? Yeah, we're, we all work at Wirenut. And so they're like, wow, you guys seem like a fun group. And so <laughs> things like that. And then even uh, we have a, there's a, a minor league soccer team here. We have season tickets too. Anyone on the team can go anytime they want. So we'll advertise that to applicants. Uh, we have a top golf membership is free to use anytime. Same thing. Oh, cool. So just having that ability to do fun things and then yeah. uh, making sure people see that it is a fun time to work here. That's great. That's great. RJ, any insights? I just know and knowing your family, I mean, and, and meeting a bunch of people, everyone's good people, right? You just yeah. you walk in your office. We've done site tours of your of your shop in Dallas, and you just get good vibes as soon as you come in. Is, is that a big part of it that people go, hey, me, I came here for a job interview and I, I like this place? Or what else do you think can attract people to the trades? And their yeah, it's just, that's the thing is, it's a trade, you know, uh, you just learn, I, mainly what I love is just you learn something new every day yeah. every day my dad says it too he's learning something new every day um that's that's the main thing with the trade is just being hands-on using your hands inside outside dealing with different people um but just to to get someone out of high school or just to motivate someone if they did want to go to a trade uh that's the main keys is just I love learning and I'm learning every day that's every cool. day so well, okay, one final, final question. Someone else I asked, and I actually, I think I, I written it somewhere in our script here, but is there something that one of your, your dads did that really sticks out in your mind, right? That set you up for success, whether it's in business or in life. Is there something that, you know, when you come to a key decision in life, you kind of hear their voice in the back of your head, anything? And that's a tough question. That's a deep question, but that's kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, anything that, that jumps to mind? Yeah. I'll, yeah. Um, Lie, cheat, and steal. He taught me that. <laughs> he taught me that. And uh, another thing he taught me was uh, there's always a camera watching you. Yeah. Always. No matter yeah. what. Right. So no matter what situation you're in, there's always a camera watching. Just do what's right. So. You know, that's interesting because for from guys who are 65 year old, years old, he gets it because it's true. Like, you know, Facebook, well, and Facebook's like even old now, right? Instagram and. <laughs> TikTok, like that stuff didn't exist when I was going to school and I was a young guy. And you guys, everything you do, if especially if you got the uniform on, right? 
you're a representative of not only yourself but of, of your family business so that's uh, right. that's a good nugget that's a good nugget uh gavin anything jumped to mind for you um just i mean kind of same thing you like to make sure you're always doing the right thing but even beyond that like what you're doing now you might not see or reap the rewards right away it could be years out so staying cognizant of that uh the what's the infinite game so um making sure that what you do now um has positive effects for you your family anybody in the future and being aware of that so that's a great that's a great nugget you know i i certainly was guilty of it when i was in my 20s and, and even older you go man why am i grinding like this why am i doing this i feel you feel stuck at times or frustrated at times but you're really learning along the way whether you're, you're yeah. learning material or just patience or or whatever i think uh you know there's development takes time we and you know like rj we're all learning all the time you know and yep, sometimes it. you just got to be a little patient so. <laughs> that's it <laughs> good stuff well hey gavin rj this was a lot of fun i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and, and tons of our members and even people outside of the of our, our our group they're gonna watch and listen to this so thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it guys yeah yeah of course thank you. yeah thanks thank you. for having and, us oh of course and hey thank you everyone out there watching this live uh and for those who ask questions uh this video is this is being recorded this interview is being recorded it'll, it'll be available soon probably in two weeks on the uh, certain path member website and it'll later be distributed as an episode to the successful contractor show which is available on youtube and your podcast player of choice thanks again everyone for joining us we're still finalizing our next member discussions uh that'll be out soon though so keep an eye out on the hub and in your email but uh until then i'll see you then and i look forward to seeing you guys all at that time have a great day and appreciate all your time that's rj romero of metroflow plumbing in dallas texas and gavin urban of wire nut home services in colorado springs colorado on the new generation in contract, stepping into a family business, earning trust, motivating young workers, and more. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If so, please like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're on your favorite podcast player, please leave us a five-star review. The two seconds you take to leave a review will help other success-minded contractors like you find us and hopefully get a little bit better, which elevates our entire industry. And please join me for future episodes. This has been The Successful Contract, powered by CertainPath. Shuby. Shuby makes it easy to take your customer service to the next level. Show your clients you care with their full line of extra-large, extra-durable products made specifically to protect their home or business. Shuby products were made by service professionals for service professionals. None of those cheap, thin shoe covers that tear on the job. Their booties are made tough. They have surface protection products for every floor type to make sure you don't leave behind scuffs or scrapes. And don't forget their coveralls, made with an extra long torso for ease of motion while keeping your uniform clean all day. Let Shuby prevent the hassle of cleanup by preventing the mess in the first place. Put your best foot forward with Shuby today. Visit their website at www.shuby.com or give them a call today and mention coupon code to receive 10% off your next order. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Certain Path family. Certain Path builds successful home service businesses and has for 23 years. We do it by providing contractors with a proven path to success, professional coaching, software solutions, and a member community of over 1,000 contractors just like you. Doubling your sales with a 20% net profit and an inspiring company culture is all possible. Let us show you the way. With Certain Path, success is made certain. Visit 
www.mycertainpath.com for more information.